Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here we go, another uh, edition. Patrick Johnson Show, if you're listening to us at 5 o'clock, live and in color. Big show today, Houston Huddle for Healthwise Pharmacy. We're going to see what Coach Houston prescribes this week. For a pirate victory. You know, it's the Houston Huddle, Healthwise Pharmacy. Okay, off to a roaring start there. Uh, there is uh, Philip, the ref Pilkington, a very nervous Philip, the ref Pilkington. You strike me as more of a yacht rock guy than an ACDC guy, Philip. Uh, I have a nice variety. Is <laughs> I by, now I hear you're quite the Selena Gomez fan, by the way. Uh, who told you that, Ben? I've, I've no, no, somebody else told me. Casey, Casey needs to quit I texting cannot, you. I, I cannot reveal my sources, and we we do know it's the always anonymous text line. It's not it's not as much of a fan. It's more of a uh, that was my celebrity crush growing up, more than a, <laughs> like the music part of it. She she's got a uh, a show on Hulu or Netflix or something with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's actually not bad. I, it looks pretty good. I, I've not had the occasion to check it out, but I, I may have to do that. I may have to do that. She looks uh, so grown up in that role, though. Yeah. So. Definitely. Uh, Very. Disney. No, not far from it. So here you are playing it all cool, but here's the reality. You're a little nervous right now. I can tell. You're a little nervous. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, Sox Yankees (laughs) do or die game. First time since 2004. Yeah. There you are, a Red Sox fan. And I'll give you credit. You're not one of these Johnny come lately fraternity guys with the backwards Sox hat. I mean, you're a Sox fan. So I'll give you credit. But uh, I tell you, as a long-suffering Cubs fan, uh, for a little while I'd gotten excited about this time of year, you know, just for a brief little period. Uh, even when the Cubs had been in this wild card, it, it had been fun. Uh, but I do love this. This is probably the the best baseball day of the year. And my opening day is great, but uh, this to me is the best baseball day of the year with the wild card. I really wish we'd had the play-in games. And I and I, I think baseball has got to figure out a way, maybe not like last year, because that was something. And it was, you know, extenuating circumstances, but it would be nice to find a way to get a little more playoff game, baseball involved as far as the wild card goes. Do you agree with that? Like, I, it'd be nice if there were two games today, two games tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. The fact that the NBA has all these games, game seven from the eight against the one on in baseball, you get one darn wild card game on either side. I like the concept of wild card because it is, and we were really, really close to having, you know, like a couple play in games to get to the wild card. I think that's even, you know, maybe the direction they ought to think about going. But I, I get it. It is a long season. But it would be cool to see a couple of wild card games today. So tonight it's a uh, Yanks Sox. I believe it's on the worldwide leader. Is that right? Tomorrow's TBS for 
uh, Dodgers Cardinals, but tonight is Yanks Sox on uh, ESPN. What what is Vegas saying about this? Vegas has a misleading Yankees at one and a half favorite at one and a half. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because it's plus money if you get them at one and a half. You know how baseball lines it's hard to get them minus mm. one ten money wise right. for both, but it's right. got Yankees. I think they're plus one thirty at one and a half, and then if you take the Sox in that, you're at like minus one fifty. So, point being, the Yankees are favored by Vegas. Correct. In this game and yeah. the over under is eight runs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could see. I'd, I'd take the under on that. It is playoff baseball after all, right? Yeah, but it's the uh, Red Sox bullpen who can let up eight <laughs> runs in like 30 seconds. That's a problem area. We'll uh, get into more of that later on. Mike Houston and our Houston huddle. Hey, we've got uh, a very exciting Pirate Game Day countdown for Bush Light coming your way on Saturday. Uh, looking forward to that uh, as Terrence Copper and I will be in studio bringing you everything you need to know to get you ready for ECU-UCF. We'll preview that game coming up in just a little bit. Uh, in our Houston huddle, we'll also talk about the Pirate performance this week. We got some ECU players to hear from uh, here just a bit in our Pirate report. Uh, also, Urban Meyer, his owner, admonishing him. You know, that we it's one of the things we didn't have a chance to get to yesterday, and we'll get to it a little later in the show, uh, Urban's uh, kind of bizarre, distracted apology. Now, he did kind of nip it in the bud off the jump at a press conference yesterday, and that was that regularly scheduled press conference. He didn't just call one. Uh, another thing, too, and we'll have to maybe pull this. I don't, you know, we we sat here and we were talking, and I, I forgot all about this, but there was the kid for uh, UCF who's guaranteed victory. Did you see that? No, I did not see that. Yeah, I, we'll get the cut. We'll get the audio from that and get that to you a little bit later on. Uh, he did it on one of the uh, one of the Florida Orlando TV stations, I think WESH. Uh, TV, W-E-S-H, or their call letters. Wes uh, had it on their sports uh, account and Twitter. That uh, kid down there guaranteeing victory for UCF. Since they're coming back to the bounce house, they've lost two in a row on the road, uh, blowing a lead in both occasions. So uh, a little fuel to the fire, maybe. A little fuel to the fire. We will see. All right. Uh, oh, Dennis Dodd will be with us tomorrow. He is a national college football writer for CBS Sports, pretty renowned guy. Dodd had the reporting last week on uh, East, on uh, the uh, college football playoff and how that was sort of coming off the rails. So Dennis Dodd uh, tomorrow will be our guest, and I think that's going to, because of his schedule, be right off the jump at 5 o'clock. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, but uh, today our Houston huddle coming up for HealthWise Pharmacy. Let's uh, go ahead, though, and get uh, our pirate report underway. Bring you some comments from ECU football players today, shall we? And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. It is brought to you by Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, your one-stop destination for hunting, fishing, and boating supplies. Farm Bureau Insurance, they believe insurance is more than a product. It's a service. Local agents right here in your own backyard by uh, Meineke, doing car care right, Dogwood State Bank, exceptional progressive customer service, and the latest financial products in a cost-effective way. They're bringing you uh, today's uh, pirate report. Uh, Owen Daffer, the uh, freshman kicker, uh, he says, hey, play college football, pretty good deal. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, I've always grown up watching college football. 
the atmosphere is electric. Dowdy's great. Uh, I love, I love the atmosphere. I love the crowd. I love everything about it. He's got that surfer vibe, surfer dude vibe, doesn't he? He talks about that. Get that cut ready. He's just got kind of that mellow, laid back thing. And he talked about, uh, I guess, kind of being, you know, kind of that cool surfer guy thing. Cut three here. Back home, I, I love surfing. I love doing, uh, being at the beach and just hanging out. Uh, I have a skateboard I ride around uh, campus on to get to classes and everything. And it's just, yeah. Those kickers, man, they're something, aren't they? They are. Something. He looks like, uh, he kind of looks like he'd be a linebacker. You know, like facially, and all, he kind of, you know, it's not, he doesn't really have the surfer hair. But yeah, he's not, he's kind of slim. You know, he's a slim Wilmingtonian. So uh, I, I kind of thought he'd have the more, like, look like you've got, Philip, kind of the long uh, golden locks, but it's more of that curly hair. So uh, Owen Daffer uh, actually says noise calms him down. Cut two. The first game, a shock was not being able to hear. Obviously, I I've never had to deal with that. But after the first time, you get you get used to it pretty easily, and then you settle in and you appreciate it. I lo- I honestly like not being able to hear. I like away games. It's it's calming, not like to hear all the crowd. And I don't know why, but it kind of calms me down. Now, did he talk about his longest kick? I guess he meant in practice, or was he saying his career? What was he saying here, Philip? It was in a camp to get into a uh, like ah. a bowl game in high school. Okay. Okay, I get what you like. One of those, yeah. All right. So this is uh, this is the furthest field goal he has hit in his career. My farthest ever is sixty-five. I hit that uh, in a competition for to go to the Polynesian Bowl. Ooh. All right. So that means, hang on, I'm I'm no math guy. They spotted that pigskin down at the 48, and he knocked it in. Didn't uh, the guy from Baltimore hit a 66-yarder? Yeah. Tucker. A couple weeks ago, Tucker. That's but a little this, different deal. In this camp, I'm deal. sure there was no line, so he could probably <laughs> kick it a lot lower. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, there's a lot more to that in this camp. Uh, but still, look, I mean, Ref, you play a lot of golf, right? I attempt to. So – I mean, it's one thing to say, all right, I'm going to go out there and, and knock this 310 yards. It's another thing to go do it, right? Exactly. I mean, even if you're on the range, it's one. So, I mean, even 65-65, I, I get what you're saying, but it's pretty good. Uh, Owen Daffer, we heard from him today uh, during the press conference, and Owen Daffer talked about loving to compete. Uh, I love competing. Competitions, uh, it's a fun thing. For me, like everything I do, I've done here since I've got here, it's been competition. We have a pool table. We're always competing on that. Uh, practice every single day. We play ping pong all the time, me and my buddy. So everything I do is really competition. So it's it's not really much different. I, I don't really try to think too much about uh, the league and the competition too much. I just try to focus in on the game and have fun during the game. Owen Daffer from uh, New Hanover High School. And I think Owen Daffer had the most uh, important play uh, of the Pirates season. He recovered that onside kick at Marshall. 
He was the guy that got to, not only did he execute the kick, but he was the guy that recovered it. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you, a lot of what we're seeing now in this kind of turnaround for the Pirates, Owen Daffer had a lot to do with. Uh, on what he does after a kick, Owen Daffer, Pirate kicker. So I go back to the net, make sure I uh, continue practicing my fundamentals and making sure I'm hitting the ball well, regardless of whatever happens. Uh, and just trying to clear my mind to, to the next kick, regardless if I make it or miss it. I try to stay focused completely on what's going on in the game and what's uh, when to be ready. And then uh, he talked about having competition every day. And this yeah. is a good, good, a good lengthy cut here. This might be a record. What, he hit a 65-yarder? That was his – this might be the longest a kicker's ever talked. A minute and four seconds. Here we go. Yeah, 100%. That's uh, – hit it to a tee. I've always been competitive, though, so I go to camps all the time. You see a bunch of good kickers. You try and compete with them at camps to get uh, preferred walk-ons or scholarships to whatever university you go to. So in that sense, I have – had competitions before but every single day repetitive you have to make a kick you have to be consistent and that was it was different it definitely makes you a lot better it's it's insane how much that increases your skill level because you just have to be locked in every single day and a lot of times in high school you you're not always locked in you a lot of times your coaches don't have kicking competitions every single day. They don't have field goal every single day. They just have it one day a week. So having it every single day here is it's really smart and it's really uh, it helps your kickers get used to situations and everything like that. Pretty cool to have Owen Daffer uh, today. All right, uh, Demetrius Mooney has transitioned uh, like Jeremy Lewis did from one side of the ball to the other. Daffer or Mooney uh, – Went from defense uh, or offense to defense, much like uh, the South Central grad did. Uh, he talked about uh, how the move from defense has been exciting for him. Uh, it's been an exciting transition. I mean, of course, you know, uh, I came from the offensive side of the ball, so running forward and just running people over and making people miss and stuff. And then you go from that to backpedaling and coming out of breaks and trying to make interceptions and stuff like that and just learning the uh, defensive schemes and things. Uh, the transition has been very exciting. He also talked about how his knowledge of offense helps him defensively. Oh, yeah, that definitely helps. I mean, um, I've seen that a lot in my transition during the spring. Um, we had running backs that would try to make moves and of course like I, I train with these guys so I know like their, their best moves and what they're going to try to do to me so when they try to juke me or spin move or, or when they're trying to set me up to make me miss like I kind of know like the timing of when they're going to do that and and then also like like just the the schemes and like the personnel, the 12 personnel, 21 personnel and things like that, that kind of helps me know like whether they're going to pass or, or, or they're going to run and, and just looking at how the tight ends and, and the tackles and just the offensive line sets. That, that's, it's just like little demeanors that I pick up on. And uh, Demetrius Mooney was talked about how he was asked and when he was asked to make the change 
moving over to the defensive side and, and special teams, but the defensive side of the ball. It, it was no hesitation. I mean, I, I've always been a, a defensive-minded player, just like, I mean, you seen when I first got here, I, I was very aggressive. I was, a, I was a bruiser type of running back. I was one cut and go, get downhill. I always loved contact. So when I had the opportunity to, to transition to defense, considering, I mean, I had, had guys like Keaton Mitchell and guys like Rajay Harris that came in the room and took advantage of their opportunities with absence of, of me in the room, I was just like, I mean, if it's another opportunity for me to get on the field to help the team, why not? You know, in high school, and like a lot of these guys, but in high school, he was a two-way player. And um, at East Rutherford, and, or East Rutherford, excuse me. And, uh, you know, he, he had uh, 265 career tackles, uh, something like uh, over 40 tackles for loss, nearly 10 sacks in his career. I mean, it wasn't like this guy just stuck him back at the um, sec, you know, in the secondary in a prevent situation or let him try to pick off passes. So, I mean, Demetrius Mooney is, has played this uh, side of the ball and played it effectively. Uh, and it's been a good transition for him. Um, this is interesting. Let's go to cut 13 here where he says he always thought he would play defense. My freshman year of high school, I came in and I, I had what 54 solo tackles with like 13 uh, assisted tackles. So, I mean, early on, that's what I thought I was going to be. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I always thought that I was going to be a, a defensive end, like a, a Julius Peppers or, or someone like that. Like, I thought I was going to be a, a stand-up rush guy because I've always had like a, a, a strong figure and, and I was always explosive off the ball. So in high school, they used me as an outside linebacker to come off the edge. And I mean, fortunately, I, I didn't get to, to 6'3", 250 like I wanted to, but I mean, that's how I play. That's my mentality. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I played defense all my life and that's always been like my primary like position is outside linebacker safety. But as I got to college, I made that transition into running back and I mean, it's all worked out for me. Well, it's a way to get on the field, and, and the defense is a way for him to get on the field. He's a great athlete, very aggressive football player. Uh, we saw this kid, Sonny and I did, on uh, TV for Wakefield last week named Dominic Haney. And uh, he's, he's a high school quarterback, and he's a pretty good quarterback. He's an underclassman. But, I mean, he's his next-level future is either going to be as a receiver or a defensive back. In fact, he could probably start his defensive back if he wasn't the quarterback for a 4A football team. And obviously, they don't want their their quarterback to get hit or hurt, so they, you know, don't play him on the defensive side. Um, yeah, this just this kind of sounds like that was the deal for Demetrius. Well, you know, he had three tackles on the special teams. We'll ask Coach about that coming up. Uh, let's give a uh, quick. A uh, couple of cuts here, Fernando uh, Fry, and this is uh, him talking about cut 15 here about how the team, particularly I guess the offensive line, but how the team played better. Um, it was, you know, what we've been expecting since uh, camp and everything. Um, we definitely turned it up a notch. And uh, after the our last week before that and our performance, we weren't very happy with our – we weren't really happy with our performance, so we knew that we had to make a change, and I think we did that last Saturday. And this is Fry on uh, Keaton Mitchell's big run. Yeah, it's the most exciting thing. I love running down there, throwing them up in the end zone afterwards. 
But, yeah, seeing him run down the field is a great feeling. And what it means to get a shout-out from Keaton. It does mean a lot because, um, you know, sometimes we can get forgotten about, but um, unless we mess up, of course. <laughs> then, then everyone knows it was our fault. But, um, yeah, it's nice. I mean, we all appreciate each other and appreciate the work we put in because, I mean, if he wasn't as fast and as skilled and talented as he was, then we'd still be, you know, inching along down the field. But those big plays make a big difference in the game. Now he's right. Those guys get uh, no credit when it's going well, all the blame when it isn't. Uh, all right, we'll uh, stop it here for today. Our Pirate Report, thanks to our great sponsors as always. Coming up uh, in just a few minutes, the Houston Huddle and uh, a lot more. So don't you go away on the Patrick Johnson Radio Show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Improve the air quality in your home by calling the Air Doctor. Proudly serving Eastern North Carolina for over 10 years, the Air Doctor specializes in the sales, service, maintenance, and installation of residential and commercial heating and air conditioning. The Air Doctor also offers duct cleaning and free duct evaluations. Dirty duct work reduces air quality and may cause increased dust, bacteria, and unpleasant odors. Call the Air Doctor and get your ducts in a row. Call 252-215-0966. Golden Corral on Greenville Boulevard is now open, serving all your Golden Corral comfort food favorites like fried chicken, pot roast, steaks, fresh vegetables, and awesome desserts. Don't miss their weekend features like Catfish Fridays, ribs every Saturday, and specialty carved meats on Sundays. Make game day extra special with a hot and hearty big breakfast or build a wholesome tailgate feast of Golden Corral entrees, sides, and desserts. Drive-thru pickup and delivery available open daily for lunch and dinner, breakfast every weekend. At Aces for Autism, we celebrate new milestones each day. Hi, I'm Kyle Robinson. We are growing and looking for behavioral staff and teachers to join the Aces team. Be a part of walking alongside and changing the lives of children and families impacted by autism. Both full and part-time job opportunities are available. Contact us at 252-689-6645 or email us at info at acesforautismnc.com. Hey, I want to tell you about Wilson Roads Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in the keeping you comfortable business for 60 years on Hooker Road in Greenville. Steve Rhodes, second generation, gives each customer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Wilson Rhodes, an authorized train dealer specializing in new installations, home replacements, service agreements on all makes and models. Go online at wilsonroads.com for simple financing options that are just a few clicks away. To get the job done right, Wilson Rhodes. You'll be comfortable in no time in Greenville. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back, just how you remembered it. Tailgates with an ice-cold Pepsi in hand, totally back. That between-play sprint to the fridge for more Pepsi is back, baby. (laughs) I've really missed this. Anyways, consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment? Your mom told us you look great, so you should probably reschedule. Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope, sorry, Susan. Not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. 
Hi, this is Billy Parker at Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we have party rooms at our Memorial Drive location? We can accommodate parties from 10 to 110 or anything in between. We can serve family-style buffet or order off the menu. Parker's Barbecue. Come celebrate with us. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. It's time to check in with ECU head football coach Mike Houston. Hey, let's dominate today. today. As he prepares our Pirates for another big matchup. It's the Houston Huddle. Brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy. Now, here's Patrick Johnson. Pirate football headed to Central Florida coming up on uh, Saturday. We'll have coverage beginning at 3 o'clock. Terrence Copper and I with our Pirate Game Day countdown for Bushlight. Our weekly visit with Coach Houston uh, getting underway now. We appreciate the coach's time greatly as always. And, uh, Coach, congratulations. A homecoming win. And I think maybe uh, one of the more uh, explosive and exciting quarters, if not halves, of uh, Pirate football, certainly in your time here, but quite possibly in a long, long while, but congratulations to you and the team on that uh, tremendous victory last Saturday. Thanks a lot. You know, certainly we were very pleased the way we played and, you know, certainly a lot of it was the way we came out and played in the first half and uh, first quarter. But, uh, you know, another thing I'm just really excited about is how we finished the game. Uh, I love how our team competed in the fourth quarter, uh, putting the game away. And so just, a you know, a great, uh, great day for, for Pirate Nation and a great, Great day for our program. Yeah, it really was a special weekend in Greenville, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to ask you about that, too. You knew Willie Fritz's team was going to come and kind of make a run at, it, at you out of halftime yeah, because uh, they're so well coached. I mean, we talked about Coach Fritz uh, a lot last week, and rightfully so. I think he's one of the, the really most underrated coaches in the country and, and does a fabulous job. So you knew they'd come back and fight, and they took the fight to you all. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter, ECU receives that momentum. Was that an adjustment thing, Coach? Was that just getting back on track? What was that? No, nah, just, you know, we uh, we had the come out of halftime. You know, Tulane took the ball, went down and scored, which that's, uh, you know, don't love that, but uh, doesn't surprise me uh, just with, you know, the caliber team that they are. And then, we, you know, we took the ball and drove it right back down the field. You know, got deep uh, – deep into Tulane territory, went for them fourth down, didn't get it. Uh, but really, you know, a, gr- a great drive. And so uh, then Tulane, you know, took it and scored again. We got the ball back, uh, and that drive carried over into the fourth quarter. So, you know, really it wasn't, you know, defensively we'd like to get a stop instead of giving up two scores in the third quarter, uh, no doubt about that. But uh, really, just you know, we just didn't score on that one drive in the third quarter. The second drive in the third quarter, mm-hmm. you know, we punched it in there early in the fourth, uh, and then you know went on and, and and scored two more times in the fourth to really put the game away. So um, just overall, it was just a really good day for you know for our offense, a really good day for uh, defense and special teams, and just a good day for our program. It certainly helps uh, when the ground game is going and, and what. Uh, you would like to accomplish uh, and the offensive staff would like to accomplish and the style you want to play. When you get a historic day like Keaton Mitchell had, it just puts things uh, on on even a bigger role. And the mechanism of that, of course, is a 300-300 game. I think it's been an eternity since there's been a 300-300 game uh, in Pirate football. Um, 
need to go back and research that a little bit and, and will. Uh, but I think also you've got uh, uh, the ability to, to score a lot of points if the offense, particularly on the ground, is, is going like it was. Let's talk about Keaton Mitchell, though. And look, Rajay Harris had a fabulous game. If, if Mitchell right. doesn't have the 222, we're talking about what, what, what a great day Rajay Harris had, and rightfully so. Uh, but Mitchell, right. with, with an enormous day, both running backs really performed. Yeah, they did. And I've, I've said it all along. We have, we have two starting running backs, and uh, they really complement each other very, very well. Uh, you know, Keaton having the monstrous day. Uh, 15 carries for 222 and two touchdowns. Uh, but Rajay having a very solid day, 20 carries, 70 yards and a touchdown uh, and some big conversions. You know, that's the thing. Rajay had, you know, the fourth down conversion, uh, which was very, very tough. And then he had, you know, the short yardage goal line conversion there in the fourth quarter. So uh, both backs played very, very well. But, you know, the, 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 big, uh, the big reason for that, the, probably the biggest reason for that was the play of our offensive line. Mm-hmm. Those guys that don't get a lot of credit, uh, they get a lot of the blame, uh, and uh, they, they've really kind of banged up quite a bit, but they're kind of coming together as a unit, aren't they? Well, they, by far, their most physically dominating performance. I mean, I, it was really, it was fun to watch that film. You know, it, it, we had really stressed it all week and really worked it all week. We had very physical practices last week, uh, and it paid off on Saturday. Uh, you know, we really controlled the line of scrimmage and got, you know, got a surge up front uh, offensively that we hadn't seen yet this year. And, uh, you know, it allowed the running backs to have running room. And in turn, you know, uh, Holton had great protection all day. And we were able to throw the throw the football very, very well all day, you know, 302 passing. Uh, so, you know, it just really, it's what I've, I've wanted, what I've talked about, it's how we want to play, you know, one one piece setting up the other piece and vice versa. Uh, and just really uh, all of it revolves around the play of that offensive front. Yeah. Uh, Coach, the tight end position getting involved again. This time it's Ryan Jones. Calhoun had a couple of catches. Uh, Was there just more there for the tight end this week than there might have been against Charleston Southern? Well, Ryan has come along, and that's, you know, as much as, as, you know, people want to say this, that, and the other, you know, you, you can't force things. You know, kids develop and come along, and, you know, why, why is he why is this kid playing so well? Well, he's practicing well. That's the reason. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about Keaton Mitchell or Ryan Jones or Mason, Mason Garcia or Holt Naylor's or Adi Amatosho. Why are they playing better? Because they're practicing better. Uh, and it's, it is consistent performance and practice. And Ryan, you know, had a good week last week uh, you know, before the Charleston Southern game, but then had a great week of practice this past week in preparation for Tulane. Uh, and, you know, when he's practicing at that level, then all of a sudden, you know, you have confidence to do more things package-wise with him. Uh, and so we had some things that were specifically designed for him. You know, he was part of uh, Mason's package this past week, right. which resulted in a touchdown pass. Um, you know, we had some different things with some of the jet sweeps and things like that with him. And so really it just comes down to the fact that he's practicing very, very well uh, and playing with more confidence. And because of that, you know, the quarterbacks have more confidence in him. Coach Kirkpatrick and the offensive coaches have more confidence in him. He has more confidence in himself. So uh, it really comes down to preparation and practice. We've talked a lot about uh, Holton uh, this year, especially. It seems like there's uh, a segment that's been quick to malign him. Uh, never mind the stat line, just the actual throws. If you're doing that with the eye test, I thought he made some throws that, that uh, maybe been some of the best throws he's made this year. There was a fourth down in particular. He put the ball only where the receiver could get it. 
uh, and, and put the Pirates kind of in a position uh, to, to punch it in there. So I, I thought just his presence and control of the game was about as good as it's, it's certainly been all season. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, you know, he made the fewest mistakes mentally that he's had all year. Um, he had multiple fourth down passes that mm-hmm. uh, he, he converted. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of that goes back to the fact that we gave him time. You know, he was protected. Uh, a lot of it goes back to the fact that you had receivers making plays. Uh, so it's, it's like we said when, you know, when everybody was, you know, just, you know, he was the, he was the cause of our struggles. And I kept saying, well, you know, a lot of it is the performance of the people around him. You know, he gets the focal point because he's the quarterback, and that's part of it. And it's it's the way it is. When you when you when you struggle, the quarterback gets the bulk of the blame. When you have success, he gets the bulk of the praise. Uh, but it's really he is just a a member of a team, and it is you know he's responsible for his performance. But you know he can't do it by himself, and neither can his teammates. They all need each other. And so, you know, he had a great day, uh, you know, a lot because of him and a lot because of the people around him. Coach, you know, there's the, certainly the, the fact that he's a, a local kid. I, I think he's uh, – nobody wants to win, and I've said this all along. There's nobody who wants to win any worse than Holt Naylor's wants to win. Do you think maybe at times he was pressing a little bit, just knowing that, you know, this year uh, they, the team coming back, there were some, some really big expectations? Do you think maybe early on he was pressing a bit? I think he listens to the outside world too much. Yeah. I mean, I think he listens to people in the community too much. I think he listens to the media guys too much. I mean, I think, and that's just, you know, it's, he grew up here. I mean, that's, and it's something that we, he and I have talked about. And that's, you know, because I think you can't, you can't, you can't get, and, and we've talked about it a lot with our team, not just him. He's no, he's a, you know, he's, he's a college kid. He's no different than any of the rest of them. Uh, it's just the fact that everybody knows him a little bit better around here because mm-hmm. he grew up here. But, um, you know, I say you can't listen to that stuff. You know, week to week, you can't listen to that stuff. And so it's, uh, you know, when you do, then you can make uh, you can make things more than they are. And uh, you know, it's it's no different this week. You know, this week is an important week for us, but it's no more important than last week was, and it's no more important than you know week after next is. I mean, it's it's an important week because you know we got a big ball game this week, but they're all big. They all count the same at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, Mike Houston joining us here. One other thing I wanted to ask you about the offense. We've seen Mason Garcia now in a couple of uh, uh, different games uh, here. That, and as you noted, he's practicing better. So there's an opportunity yeah. for him to get out on the field. Uh, as far as, you know, working him in like that, that seems like a, a tremendous wrinkle. Um, it all depends on, I guess, how he performs and how he factors into the game plan each week. But is that a good role? Uh, and a good way in your mind to, to integrate him as the, as the guy who will be the quarterback of the future? Well, I think it continues to bring his development along. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's been practicing well uh, and, and improving in practice. You know, I think he's about a three-week stretch now, you know, where he's practiced better each week. And so certainly there's a lot of confidence internally in him. And he's really – he's grasping things so much better. And it's uh, – and once he gets it, he gets it. I mean, it's it's – it's, uh, you know, he was raw coming out of high school. You can't snap your fingers and turn somebody into an experienced player. Uh, you know, he came out of a different program than Holton did. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that being said, uh, you know, he's, he is really coming along. And, you know, playing time, there's no substitute for it. So every time he steps on that field and every snap he gets is only going to help him, you know, be better the next time out. And, 
you know, I think it's a deal right now where, you know, we're able to play both quarterbacks without it being an issue. And I think if you can do that, that's always good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a week to week thing based on what, what we're facing uh, and kind of what the, you know, what, what the wrinkles are in the game plan. Uh, but I'm very, very pleased with, with his progress. Coach, we spent a lot of time talking about the offense, uh, a little bit more on the offensive line, and then who defensively, as you guys have uh, graded the game, performed well in your mind? Well, I, th- I think there's a lot. I mean, I think you can you can talk all across the board, whether it's up front on the offensive line. I mean, I think Nashad Strother had his best game of the year. Uh, I think Justin Chase played much better this week. I thought Fernando Fry played very, very well. Avery Jones played very, very well. Uh, I think Noah Henderson has been consistent throughout the year. Uh, so, I mean, you know, all those guys played well on Saturday. You know, uh, we've already talked about the running backs and the quarterbacks. Yep. We've talked about the uh, the tight ends. I mean, Shane Calhoun had a very good game. Audie Amatosho had another great performance. You know, he was robbed of a great catch there mm-hmm. uh, in the second half with the uh, offensive pass interference call, which I've, you know, looking at the film, I don't see why it was called. You know, there's not a, there's not much there, especially with how they were letting, uh, you know, letting the DBs play. Uh, throughout the day so uh, you know CJ had a good day Snead had a good day uh, defensively you had several guys Gerard Stringer uh, uh, Aaron Ramstor Elijah Morris uh, you know Rick DeBrayu Manny Hickman I mean yeah. a lot of guys Malik, Malik Finling uh, Jaquan McMillan again uh, you know with another big pick so you know there's so many guys Warren Saba there's a lot of guys that had great days but it's because we had a great week of practice, a great week of preparation. You know, Saturday morning when we when we had our final meeting at the hotel, I had zero doubt in my mind we were going to play well Saturday. Did I know we we're going to win? You know, you don't know that, right? But I knew that I knew that we were going to play well. Today's Houston Huddle, Mike Houston on the line with us uh, here. I'm Patrick Johnson. Thank you for being with us, Coach. We talked in the preseason a little bit about this with uh, Tim Doust as far as special teams go. And then we also talked uh, with uh, Coach Weaver uh, a little bit about this, uh, as well as uh, Steve Ellis. But uh, basically, uh, an opportunity for Demetrius Mooney, who came on campus, the running back position got upgraded. He's made a move over to defense to help the team in that spot, plus get on the field. And he's also been uh, big on special teams for you. Wanted you to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, we've really challenged him to become a, you know, kind of a special teams, you know, force, you know, a guy that's an impact on special teams. And, you know, I've had guys in the past that, you know, just really became, I had a, I had a kid at JMU that became an all-conference player because of the way he played on special teams. Right. And, uh, you know, Demetrius, I think he can be that same kind of guy. And he had, he had three tackles Saturday on special teams, which that's a great day. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, had a, a big hit on one of the kickoffs. Uh, and you know he's, he's there's there's not a kid that you love any more than than him just because of the, the human being he is and just the the team center guy that he is. But I'm pleased with his development defensively too. I mean I think you're going to see him in time develop into a guy that's going to play for us on defense. Um, but uh, you know and you mentioned Jeremy. I thought Jeremy had another another solid day on Saturday. Six tackles, uh, a half a sack, a half a, a half, half of a tackle for a loss. Uh, which that's that's a solid day for a uh, you know for a hybrid defensive end outside linebacker. Uh, Coach uh, UCF, uh, I, I know you've stated there were a lot of kids that you uh, on this roster that the pirate program had recruited, so you're you're very familiar uh, with this team. 
they're coming off a, a game against Navy that, uh, you know, they're, they're absolutely kicking themselves uh, having uh, been up two scores in the fourth quarter there. What have uh, you picked up from uh, from the uh, Knights as you've looked at them on uh, film going into this uh, game this week? Well, man for man, they're as talented as ever. Uh, you know, they're, they're as, as talented as anybody in this league, including Cincinnati. They're right there with them. Um, you know, they did play without Dylan Gabriel last week. Uh, so they played a, a true freshman, Mikey Keene, at quarterback. Um, you know, he's been there since January uh, and highly recruited coming out of high school. Very, very talented, very similar to Gabriel. Uh, he's a dual threat kid. Uh, and, and he played fine Saturday. I mean, it wasn't, you know, they didn't lose because of his performance. Um, you know, they, they turned the ball over in the fourth quarter. You know, had a, a wide receiver get stripped from behind, which led to the winning score. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're a very talented team. Uh, defensively, they're as good as anybody in our league. Uh, offensively, they have speed everywhere. They have a veteran offensive line uh, that you know moves really well. Herb Hand is a veteran offensive line coach. Has been you know everywhere at the Power Five level, and I, I know I know Herb very well and and respect him very much. And so uh, you know it's it's going to be a challenge now. It's 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 going to be a it's going to be a game we're going to have to play very very well. We'll have to play better this week than we did last week to have a shot. Uh, it's on the road in a very tough place to play. Uh, you know, Gus Malzahn, you know, is we all know what he did at Auburn and his reputation as a play caller. Uh, so it's going to be a great challenge on Saturday. Yeah, uh, the Dylan Gabriel thing, you, you felt bad for him from the standpoint that uh, the injury suffered in the Louisville loss. Uh, and then uh, Keen, the first shot or the first look at him. Uh, and what would you say the differences are? I know you, you, you noted a little bit of it there, but just – when you look at Mikey Keene, is their offense was it a little simpler against Navy than it than it had been, or, or is he able to kind of step in and it be as nuanced as their offensive staff wants well, it to be? You know, they they protected him early in the game, um, and uh, you know relied on their run game a little bit more, which is outstanding. I mean, Johnny Richardson is a very similar to Keaton Mitchell. He's a big play guy mm -hmm. every time he touches the ball, so. You know they they relied on their on the, their other guys a little bit more, and they you know I think the play calling they you know suited some things to fit Mike, and he played well. I mean sixteen of twenty six for one seventy eight and two touchdowns, one interception, so uh, he played well. Uh, you know the only difference in he and Dylan Gabriel is experience. Yeah, that's it. You know, with Dylan Gabriel you have the entire playbook. With Mikey Keene you probably you know you're not you're not limited by his ability because he has every bit as much ability. It's just you're limited by where he is at in the progression of, of the learning curve. The uh, Look, you know, we all know how, how truly tough this league is. This is going to be a great challenge for the uh, Pirates and a great test for them uh, at UCF. Uh, probably didn't see much of the game, maybe like we did, just kind of the score sure. and maybe a few highlights. But obviously for the league, what Cincinnati did against uh, Notre Dame, that that's a huge thing from last Saturday. Sure. You know, excited excited for them in the league and, you know, playing that way on the national stage. And, and you look at the other games across our league and, you know, you have Temple beating Memphis and mm -hmm. uh, you have Houston, you know, knocking off uh, Tulsa. And, you know, really the, you know, the league is wide open. So uh, Cincinnati, until somebody knocks them off, you know, they're the king. Uh, but, uh, you know, the league race is wide open right now. Yeah, absolutely uh, it is, and a uh, great opportunity for the uh, Pirates uh, to get out to 2-0 and on uh, Saturday against a, a UCF team that uh, will be ready to go. Uh, 
night game, basically, at the bounce house. It uh, should be a great environment. Uh, Coach, practice uh, and another excellent week of practice is in order here, so I know you'll be paying a lot of attention to, to what you see out of this team this week as far as the preparation goes. What will be the points of emphasis in that preparation uh, for this uh, first conference road game? I think just improve on how we played Saturday. You know, we still have mistakes Saturday. We still have things that we can do better. Uh, I think we have to have the same kind of physicality. We have to have the same kind of intensity. We have to have the same kind of mental preparation that we had last week. And it's really, it's what I really beat on them with last week. And, and, and they responded. That's the biggest thing is you have a team that believes and responds. Uh, and, you know, so they, they've seen what their investment will produce. Uh, and so I would expect us to have a very good week of practice. Uh, and then, you know, we've got to go down there and play our game. We've got to be us. And that's, uh, you know, if we can, if we have a great week of practice and, and, and be, you know, locked in and, and, and still, you know, loose and ready to play and, and ready to play with the physicality and intensity we played with last week, uh, you know, it's going to be a heck of a game. And, and it'll be a fun one to be a part of. So, you know, we're looking forward to it. Coach, best of luck. As always, thanks for the time. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Mike Houston there. It is our Houston huddle uh, for you. It is presented by HealthWise Pharmacy, located on Memorial Drive. Put your health first. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker. That is today's Houston huddle. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. At U.S. Cellular, we can help everyone stay connected for less. And less also means more, as in more choice. Right now, you choose any phone and we make it free. Plus, get unlimited data for $30 a month with four lines. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply to uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144-800-280-2144-800-280-2144. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. 
Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Corolla down to Wilmington, to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756 Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. The new Ace Hardware is open in Greenville at the corner of Charles Boulevard and Fire Tower Road. So get ready, Greenville, for great customer service. The new Ace Hardware features great grills from Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, and more. Plus, name brand tools like Husqvarna, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, and the new Ego line. The new Ace also has a full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Get ready, Greenville. The new Ace Hardware store is open. Come see them at the corner of Charles and Fire Tower in the old Rite Aid location. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. Philip Pilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. Tonight, there's a local. There's some local high school football action as Aiden Grifton hosts Farmville Central. Last Friday, the Chargers played their first game in 28 days. They fell to Green Central 38-20 after running out of gas in the second half. Farmville Central, on the other hand, has dropped four of their last five games. Kickoff is scheduled for 6.30 p.m. In ECU news, Oba Sophie Kilstry. Kilstree has been named the AAC Women's Golfer of the Month, and in the NFL, the Dolphins have traded wide receiver Jakeem Grant to the Bears for a sixth-round pick in 2023. Those same Bears will be without starting running back David Montgomery for the next four to five weeks. He was diagnosed with a sprained knee injury. In the NBA, Kyrie Irving isn't allowed to practice with his team, the Brooklyn Nets, due to New York City's vaccine protocols. To the MLB, Greenville native Joe West will be the home plate umpire for tomorrow night's NL Wild Card game in Los Angeles as the Dodgers host the Cardinals. And tonight is the AL Wild Card game as the Yankees travel to Boston to take on their arch rival, the Boston Red Sox. This will be the first winner-take-all game between the two clubs since the 2004 ALCS. The Red Sox will be without star slugger J.D. Martinez. The starters for the game for the Yankees will be Garrett Cole and for the Red Sox, Nathan Avaldi. Avaldi said he is excited to be in this situation. You know, I'm just real excited to be in this situation. You know, we fought hard to get here to this point, you know, and once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. You know, I think it's about the team that gets the hottest and, you know, that can continuously, you know, go out and do the little things right. That'll do it for your 94-3 The Game Sports Update. Now, back to the P-Man. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94-3 The Game. 
The greatest rivalry in baseball takes center stage tonight again. Yanks, Sox, AL wildcard game in Beantown. As Philip just told you, the ref, Garrett Cole will take the hill for the Yankees. Uh, and then Evaldi, the righty for uh, Boston. The uh, winner of tonight's game will move on to face Tampa Bay in the ALDS. How you feeling? What's your gut right now as a Sox fan? Not good. Uh, the, San- the Yankees took ah. the last six of the season series after the Sox won 10 of the first 13, so not okay. good. Okay. All right. Uh, you got another Evaldi cut here. Uh, he says he's ready to bounce back from his previous outings against the Yankees. You know, I felt like I turned the page at that point, you know, even the bullpen before then. So, you know, I'm just kind of excited just to be able to redeem myself on this start for tomorrow. And then, of course, that was from yesterday. This is uh, Garrett Cole. He says he's excited to get the ball tonight. Bit of a waiting game, I think, which is good for the body, good for the mind to a certain extent to recover. But you're, you're chomping at the bit to get back out there and, and um, you know, excited for the challenge that's ahead of us. Uh, this is uh, y- Yankees manager Aaron Boone, and uh, he says he's expecting a big game between these legendary franchises. Some tension, electricity, you know, everything you could hope for for a you know winner-take-all game in the playoffs and two, uh, two outstanding franchises and teams. One other note today, uh, TMZ is reporting that they're going to keep producing are the uh, Cleveland Indians uh, Indians gear. The proceeds will go to charity. It comes as Cleveland is changing the name to the Guardians. I don't – you don't want to be cynical over the fact that it is going to charity. I assume and I would hope some form of a Native American charity or maybe some things that afflict the Native American community as a uh, – someone who is part Native American in their heritage, uh, there's a lot of places that uh, that community needs needs help. And um, it doesn't say in this article I have here, but you just can't help to kind of wonder, are they, you know, they, they totally did the deal with the name change. And the name change has been so badly received. I mean, does this kind of keep a door open to, to go back to Indians at some point? Or, I mean, if you're going to do this, why not do what the Washington football team has done, the artist formerly known as the Redskins, and just totally, totally move on? But uh, I, I guess that's – I, I don't want to be cynical, so I, I'll take them that that is an earnest attempt to do something that is uh, beneficial for charity. Uh, this Urban Meyer thing, we don't have a ton of time here, but – Yikes. You didn't know anything about this, though, did you? No, I had not seen it. I'm stunned. Uh, The Jaguars head coach apologizing. So a video shows up Saturday night of him at a bar or the bar of part of a restaurant that he apparently owns or his name's on, at least, in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, he went to, like, a dinner there for – First of all, he stays behind after they get beat by Cincinnati. He stays in Ohio. Does it come back with the team? Teams take it off. He's taken off. <laughs> right? Uh, so this this is the shorter Urban Meyer cut. Let's go to that. He, he apologized in his presser yesterday. It says he talked about it 
to the Jaguar players. So I explained everything that happened and owned it and, you know, just stupid. Uh, should not have myself in that kind of position. No. He says he went over, uh, they were at dinner, so people wanted him to go into the bar area. And this girl who there was a picture posted with him was kind of dancing up on him. That's basically the crux of it, Philip, is that this girl was kind of dancing up on him. And it ain't his wife. Uh, Shad Khan, the owner, has basically said that they've got to, Meyer's got to earn his respect. Will he be there at the end of the year? What do you think? Yes or no, Ben? Or uh, Philip? I don't know. I mean, they did have the number one overall pick last year, and they have a new coach. You want to give a guy more than just one year. The team's but terrible. See, I, but now after he looks, this, you don't know. He looks miserable, and he looks like he wants out of there. All right. Uh, Houston Huddle, it's online. 94.3 The Game. .com, the podcast. We'll be back up tomorrow with Dennis Dodd. See you then.